This is going to be befuddling, this episode. Georgette. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Georgette. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? How are you? You all right there? Yes. I just showed you before. I've got my flask. Got your flask. You look like Paul Hogan. Thanks. Paul Hogan on the on the Sydney Harbour Bridge because that's where he started. You know, anyone who knows who Paul Hogan is, that's Crocodile Dundee to most people. But yes. to us, he was Hogs, wasn't Hoags. he? Hogs, 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 and what was the little one that didn't talk? Strop, Strop. That's it. Oh my God! Now we're going. That guy. <laughs> we're going. He back. always had a, a lifesavers bonnet on. and an underbite. <laughs> it's an underbite. G'day, Hogs. Anyway, listen. Welcome to the Eavesdropping Podcast, you eavesdroppers out there. Hello, eavesdroppers. <laughs> can you hear us? Clem Fandango. Stephen, can you hear me? Hello, Stephen, can you hear me? Do you know what? On last week's show notes, I actually put some links to the reasons why I love, actually love, no, I love Matt Berry. Oh. And part of it were, was Clem Fandango's best bits. So Okay, yeah. And for anyone do- who doesn't even know what we're talking about, yeah, Toast of London, Toast of Tinseltown, it's a BBC TV series, um, one of the best things on TV, in my humble opinion. We've gone back, oh, my, my eight-year-old and I have gone back to watch Toast from the very beginning. He adores it, but it's very inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite is just the way he mispronounces everything. Bruce Forsyth. Bon Jovi. So, Michelle, I just got some news. A news popped up on my device. Did you hear that story? It's dreadful and it's quite, it's quite, you know, triggering. Let me just say now, a trigger warning. There was a murder in 2012. The police, the French gendarme, have just arrested a suspect for the shooting of the Al-Hili family in 2012. Do you remember the family that was shot to death? There was one survivor and that was the child who hid behind her mother's skirts in the boot of the car. And a passing cyclist also was shot dead. And they never no. found who did it. It's in the French Alps, a British family. Oh, Jesus. French cyclist was randomly right cycling past and he got caught up in whatever hell was going on. But anyway, they have just, the police, or the gendarme, have just uh, arrested a man on suspect. Well, it's a suspect. They can say oh, really? no more. It's secret. So I'd like to keep an eye on that story. So anyone who's got info or whatever, because that's a true crime story that has often intrigued me and horrified me at the same time. Well, I'll tell you what intrigued and horrified me was my what? Guardian alert that popped up literally two minutes ago about Boris Johnson partying mm. in 2020. He's admitted it during lockdown. Oh, he came, he came He's clean, come clean. He? He's come clean and he, he sends heartfelt apologies. But do you know what? Oh, not enough, Boz. No, I think the British public will be like, fuck you. My grandmother was dying. I wasn't allowed to see her. And you're having a party at number 10. Go fuck yourself. I think he stays unnumbered. Let's just see. Watch this space. So what's going on this week, Michelle? Well, I guess it's conspiracy theories. I guess it might be described as that. I have one I'm going to share with you. Well, I think it's okay to introduce the fact that we are finally going to address the massive elephant in our eavesdropping recording booths. (laughs) Which is that one episode, I don't remember which one, Michelle dropped the bombshell that she's not convinced that the moon landings 
all of them or just the first one? Pretty much all of them. That any of the moon landings ever happened. We have promised. Deep fake. We, she thinks it's a deep fake. We have promised to address this elephant in our studio, as I've said, at some point. And today is the day. But to accompany Michelle's theories and her and her presentation of her argument, I thought I would. It would be interesting to have a little look at the at the little thing called flat Earth because it actually goes hand in hand. Well, I want to just tell you that you have accused me in the past. Albeit maybe <clears throat> jokingly, yeah, of being a it flat was earther. A joke. I no fuck I hope so, because of course I don't think the earth is flat. For goodness sake, you'd have to be have to be silly. Well, to be honest, Michelle, I don't give the shape of the earth much thought on a daily basis. And that's what really stood out to me when I was doing my ten minutes research before <laughs> recording this podcast. Do you think much about the shape of the planet that we're on on a daily basis? No, of course I don't. And the only times I've ever really thought about it is when I'm surfing. You know, you've you've paddled out, you're past the green waves and you're in you're you're out there and you really can like see the sphere of the earth yeah. on the horizon yeah. in front of you. And that's and it's such a calm feeling and that's probably really the only times I've ever thought about yeah. God, you know, look at this, it's amazing. What an incredible yeah. world that we're on a round earth and we don't fall off. It's gravity. That's, it is gravity, that's obviously. Right? gravity yeah. that keeps us <laughs> stabilised. But it's, it actually caused me to think a lot about gravity as well, which I'll talk about in a little while. It's quite fascinating. And do you know what would have been good to do before recording this episode today, Michelle? What? Contacting Neil the Scientist and asking <gasps> for a little bit of help oh. on some of this. Because one, we're no mathematicians, are we? Two, no. we're no scientists, <laughs> are we? Let's face it. No. I, I was going to say, I, I can barely even remember what a beaker was called. What's a beaker? You know, science was... Oh, my God. It's the, the test tube oh, like thing the little, that's uh, more like a, like a... It's a beaker. Like a jug. It's not a test tube. It's a the lip. other thing. It is like a yeah. jug. See, we need you, Neil, the scientist. <laughs> we don't even know the terminology for I know bits what a, and pieces. I but, know what a Bunsen burner is. Oh, yes. I, everyone knows what a Bunsen, Bunsen burner, burner is. I'm going to launch into it then. I'm going to talk to you about Flat Earth. Do you know much about the fact that there is a society of the Flat Earth? And there's a lot of people that do actually believe in this day and age that our round earth that we've been taught is actually flat. There are two of them here in this town. <gasps> I shall say no more. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm not outing them, but they know who they are. But yes, there are people that believe the earth is, is flat. flat. Can I ask how often they raise that subject? Are they trying to sell it to you? Are they trying to convince you of it? Is it a, a topic of conversation for them all the time? I will have to come clean and say they have never spoken to me about it. In fact, the only reason that I know is because it's gossip around the town. Everyone is like, oh, those guys, the flat earthers, <sighs> not joking. Oh, oh, no. So okay. I've, they've never, I've never had a conversation with them about it, but it is well known okay. that they have these beliefs and, uh, beliefs and they're very um, serious about it. Right. Well, they are. They, they, what I, from what I know from my, like I said, half an hour's research that I've done, they are very serious about it for many reasons, which we'll touch on shortly, Niche. But first of all, let me just remind you, just in case you'd forgotten, that the Earth is a, a sphere. And we have been told <laughs> this by science and also 
our educators. So we've, I don't know when exactly we learned it. I think I probably just always knew. It's just one of those things you've just always known, isn't it? That we're round, I guess. I don't remember the day I found out. Neil, Neil, can you get in touch and tell us who, who first discovered that the... You don't have to. I've got that info. Ah! Michelle, we don't need Neil for that. Jesus! All right, you're off the hook, Neil. The people of the olden times, before science and whatnot, before the 5th century BC, in fact, Michelle, they did think it was flat because they could only see what they could see, which was their argument, you know, that they just walk along a flat plain, it's, it's flat. There's a mountain. But if they thought any more esoterically in about where they, they were in the universe, if they even knew what a universe was at that point, they wouldn't have realised it was round until the 5th century BC when Pythagoras and other ancient Greek scholars worked out the shape and circumference. And not long after that, bit by bit around the globe, I can say that, other civilizations followed suit on this. So you've got your Europeans coming to terms with it in the classical periods. You've got your Chinese coming to terms with that going, oh, it's round. Not in a racist way. They said, oh, it's round. (laughs) You've got all your civilizations, Michelle, coming to terms with the fact that it's actually round. You know, I often wonder, is it round or is it like an egg? Could be like an egg. I think it's round. I think it's round. (laughs) Anyway, there was a man called Samuel Rowe Botham. (laughs) I don't know why it makes me laugh. He was an English socialist and inventor who wrote a book in 1849. Now, Bear in mind, we've known it's round since, what did I say? 5 BC. 5th century. 5th century. century. Here we are now in the 18th, in the 90s. Is it? Hang on. How do you work it out? <laughs> it's always one, one, one in the hand, isn't it? It's one in the hand. So is it? Yeah, because in the, well, so it's the 19th century, which is 1849. Is that right? Because in 1970, that was the 20th century. We're in the 21st now and it's, oh, fucking hell. This is going to be befuddling this episode. We're in the 21st yeah. century. And it's only 2022. 20s. So in 1849, it was the 19th century, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. So in ni- 1849, let's get that right. He wrote a book, which was a, originally a pamphlet, <laughs> but it became very popular, called Zetetic Astronomy, Earth Not a Globe, under the pseudonym Parallax. Oh, mm, what a name. So what did it? What kind of shape did he think it was? A teardrop? I will tell you. No, flat, darling. Oh, okay. Flat. It's all about flat Earth. Oh. He thought it was a flat disc, and the centre of it was the North Pole, and the whole disc is surrounded by a wall of ice, a la Game of Thrones, forty-five oh metres tall. Well, I don't know if he thought that, but that's what they think now. With this, and that's the South Pole what surrounds the disc and that stops us from falling off and the sun and the moon and the planets and stars are moving only several thousand miles above the surface of the earth that's wild i know i mean ridiculous but wild there's been wilder things that we've accepted as truth i suppose if you think about it Mm. yeah so anyway when robotham died lady elizabeth blount carried on the work until world war one when the popularity of the flat earth model waned somewhat but then it popped back up again in the 50s the flat earth society was born right so it's a british thing well no because i think he moved to the states robotham it's a worldwide thing following on from robotham 
his original theory. They believed that the evidence of Earth, this is the 1950s version now, the Flat Earth Society, they followed on from Robotham's theory, and they believed that the evidence of Earth as a sphere is an elaborate hoax involving multiple governments. So when we're talking about conspiracy theories, about the deep state, etc., that goes right back to 1950. Well, we knew that anyway, didn't we? Yeah, but that's also, what, what was the elite kind of conspiracy theory about there's an elite controlling lizards? You know all about this. No. Oh, you mean you mean the Rothschilds and the what are they no, called? No, but they're again? called something. What is it? Oh, the, the twelve. We've talked about this. No, the Masons. No, the other one. I know oh, what shit. you mean. I know what you mean. The the big families that have all the money. Anyway, they would think that pictures of the Earth from space were all just made up and elaborately, you know, like moon landings and whatnot. They just poo pooed them because they thought that can't happen. In order for this theory to work, believers. So the theory of the uh, the South Pole being the 45 metre high wall of ice that stops us from falling off. Yeah. Believers have to come up with elaborate versions of physics and be very creative in order for the theory to actually work. So they've got to kind of... They've got to shoehorn it in. Yeah, exactly. They've got to shoehorn their ideas in exactly. and, and somehow... Like gravity. Yeah, join the dots. All sorts. Um, not all flat earthers agree with each other, Michelle. There is quite a lot of... Uh, kind of divisiveness within the groups I would say because some think it's one okay. thing some think it's another because they're all so very passionate about it about it as well so it can cause a lot of problems some believe that the flat earth society itself is a government-sponsored front designed to make the flat earthers look bad see you just can't stop trusting you can't you can't stop for a minute accepting things at no. face value you just can't I don't know what I was going to say there have you lost it I've lost it. I don't know why, because I felt this cold breeze and I was like, is the fucking door open? Are my feet freezing? Or is that you just realising that the earth is actually flat? The earth is flat. I'm about to fall off. Sometimes I do feel as if I'm about to fall off the edge of the earth. That's because you're tiny. You might just float away. Well, I often joke to Andreas that when I'm skiing, you know, I, I might ski off the mountain and he's like don't be ridiculous but I actually think that is possible I don't think you can ski off the edge of the earth I don't think like no because you'd, you'd need to be able to clear 45 how come planes can't anyway we're getting ahead of ourselves here I don't thinking... even know I don't even know where you're going with I that. was gonna go how come planes 45 meters I don't know what that is in feet because I know that planes can fly they can reach above 30,000 feet in the air so why can't okay. they just fly right off the edge of the earth if if it's a flat earth i didn't look that up so i can't look it up right now because i'm about to give you a perspective michelle it was a 2017 national poll by public po- policy polling that in america that found that only one percent of americans believed the earth was flat with an additional six percent saying they weren't sure and could be convinced step me up that's terrifying terrifying some say that this wall of ice, uh, which is 45 metres high around the rim, is guarded by NASA employees to prevent people from climbing over and falling off the disc. But wouldn't it be in the middle of the ocean? <gasps> I don't even know. I just think... All these things are popping up now. Hodor. 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 Who is it? Hodor. Hodor. I think he's holding the door. NASA is very yeah. much the baddie anyway for these flat earthers. They are absolutely the villain of the piece as far as they're concerned. Now, would you like some science, Michelle? Yes, please. All you right. know, I love a little little scoop of science. Well, 
hopefully it will this will satisfy your need for science we talked briefly about gravity just before well they say that gravity is just an illusion but i will say <laughs> From the small amount of research that I did, and Neil will back me up on this, that gravity pulls us into the center. You know about the Earth's core. There's a magnet. There's a magnify, like a magnetron or something around it. I don't know the real words, but it's a thing, and that brings us. You know, the gravity pulls us on our circular world to the ground, right? But if, in fact, the pole, which is responsible, like the poles between each other responsible for creating the gravity in the first place if it was that the north pole was in the middle and the south pole was behind us then we would be leaning towards the pole the nearest pole to us so we would be sideways rain would be falling sideways that's crazy just think about that for a moment I i have to let that sink in here's some more science which i don't completely understand i'm apologizing in advance I did copy and paste this. Objects do not accelerate (laughs) downward. This is according to Flat Earth. Instead, the disk of Earth accelerates upwards at 32 feet per second squared. That's 9.8 meters per second squared. I don't actually know what that means because I don't do maths. And it's driven up by a mysterious force called dark energy. Now, in a nutshell, what I've just said (laughs) is that, that we're not, objects do not, accelerate downwards so that's gravity again isn't it the gravity is caused by the earth going up rather than the things going down that's what they've that's what they've decided and it's dark energy i just can't help thinking that we're this theory is like we're all sitting on a on a cd a giant cd that was put in the freezer that's held up by a giant turtle isn't that terry pratchett's version (laughs) Discworld. is it yeah there's books yeah yeah Science fiction books and TV series and all sorts you can find. I thought I just Terry came Pratchett. up with that idea myself. Well, no, I didn't know the, about the that. turtle. You didn't come up with a turtle. You didn't say anything about a turtle. I didn't I say did. the turtle. No, no I you did. said the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Discworld oh is is a Terry Pratchett series of books. Anyway, there's some controversy between the flat earthers about whether or not Einstein's theory of relativity allows Earth to accelerate upwards indefinitely without the planet eventually surpassing the the speed of light. So again, there's no gravity in this equation. It's the planet traveling (sighs) up. I'm confused. The theory of relativity still stands in in some flat Earth circles. They can't kind of undo Mm -hmm. that one. Do you want to know what lies beneath the Earth's crust, Michelle, in a flat Earth? Yes, please. It's rocks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just rocks. A bit of rock. No magma, no lava, no, what else is there? All the things that we learned about in science in year nine. Go in the core and you yeah. see all the different layers. No, none of that. Basalt. It's just rocks. Just rocks. <laughs> just a couple of rocks. <laughs> The current president of the Flat Earth Society is a man named Daniel Shenton, who is a Londoner, but he lives in Hong Kong. Now, Daniel says that Thomas Dolby's 1984 album, The Flat Earth, was his inspiration to look into this. She blinded me with science. She blinded me. Do you remember that? And what else was on that? What was the one where he had the dummy on his lap? That's on Neil's ditty. Yeah, I know. Neil the scientist. Neil. He's real. Neil the scientist. Neil. He's a scientist. Neil. Orange peel. He blinded us with science.
Yeah, she blinded me with science by Thomas Dolby. What else did Thomas Dolby do? He did all sorts of crazy songs. Didn't no he? idea. Thomas Dobley. <laughs> Dolby. Do you think it's Dobley? Dobley. No, that's <laughs> no, that's Spinal Tap. <laughs> Dobley. So Dolby's 1984 album, The Flat Earth, inspired uh, Daniel Shenton to discover this theory. And he told The Guardian, The Guardian are very interested in the flat earth phenomena. It was the late 1990s and I started doing research into what the Flat Earth Society was. I had heard of it and when I did some more research, I eventually ended up believing its ideas were true. Now, this is what they often say. Anyone who's interested in the Flat Earth theory. So this is what I was a bit worried about, Michelle, when I started doing my research because I watched a documentary Mm -hmm. behind the curve and in it they said something very similar to what Shenton just said. Anyone interested by this theory, looking to disprove it, ends up a believer. Okay. Why is that? Because the evidence is so compelling? It's so compelling. (laughs) Shenton, in honour of Thomas Dobley, offered him membership number 00001 in the reconvened Flat Earth Society in 2009, and Dolby has accepted. Don't ask me whether he's a flat earther or not, but he is officially the first ever member. So, what an as, honor. I, as I said, I watched Behind the Curve. You're able to view it on Netflix. There are other streaming mm-hmm. services, but only it's only on this one. And the focus is on this guy who is so entertaining to watch. He's he loves his celebrity, loves it. His name is Mark Sargent, and then he's got this beautiful woman who's his kind of co-worker in their quest to raise awareness called Patricia Steer. Now she started off by having her own YouTube channel. She's gorgeous in an Elvira kind of redhead Elvira kind of way. They teamed up, no romance, but people think they should get together. But to be (laughs) honest, I think he's punching if he ever gets together with her. They believe that we are under, they, they believe in the flat earth, but their version is a terrarium or a dome that covers us like under the dome. That's Stephen King, dreadful TV show we watched. It was dreadful. It was awful. It was like, good until the of... point, wasn't it? And then it went wrong. Yeah, I watched it. I watched a few episodes thinking, oh, yeah, there could be something in this. No, Dud. don't waste your time and energy. Mark Sargent's explanation for what most of what we see in the sky, remembering that we are in a, a lovely terrarium dome, <laughs> yeah. is that it's a display system. And one of the main troubling aspects that drew him to his conclusion of the flatness of the earth was that there are barely any flights across the South Pacific to South America from Australia. That would prove what? the earth is flat because because if they, if they flew that way, Michelle, they'd go straight off the edge. That's ridiculous. They don't. Well, so Australia ends on one end of the disc and <laughs> South America ends on another end of the disc. You can't go round to get there. So why do they go up and down and, and follow a curved flight route to get to for, for across the South Pacific? I'll tell you why. Because the South Pacific is a huge, vast ocean with no landing spots should you need an emergency landing. So for safety, it's probably best not to do that. Probably best not to yes. undertake that trip without having somewhere <laughs> to pop, a, pop down. So I'm happy about that. Anyway, Mark is also convinced that if the earth was curved, how can he see Seattle on the horizon from where he lives? Where he, does he live? I can't remember. <laughs> he lives on, obviously, across a body of water from Seattle. And he says he said in this film, that is Seattle. If the earth was, wasn't flat and if it was curved, 
I should not be able to see that. But what he's taking, not taking into account is perspective, perhaps? I don't know. Honestly, I'm so confused by all of these theories because they all just sound a bit silly. It's not that hard because if you were to look out on the horizon, you've said yourself, when you're in the middle of an ocean, way out, mm. you can see the curve, the sun coming up and you see the sun going down. I don't know. I can't understand it. It's no, bizarre. but we've also, in, in a previous episode, we talked about St. Elmo's fire, which yeah. is when you see something, generally a ship on, this is like back in ye olden times and you'd see a ship on the horizon and it would look like it was on fire but it yeah. wasn't because it was perspective and light yeah. and all of yeah, this kind of stuff and I think that's what it is. So you might be able to see Seattle because it's that much closer than say a few more thousand miles beyond that mm. where it does mm. start to curve or oh, I don't know anyway there's a Canadian man called Robbie Davidson uh Robbie Davidson, he organises the annual Flat Earth International Conferences. And like a lot of members, he believes in a biblical worldview and slam science. They don't like science. Oh, no. Mm. So he told CNN in 2019, none of us believe that we're a flying pancake in space. At the Flat Earth International Conferences, it's more common to believe that space simply does not exist at all and that the disk of the <laughs> Earth sits still. There you go. That's nice and easy to understand, oh. isn't it? All explained away in one simple statement. That's it, isn't it? They just, they'll find anything that just... Confirmation bias, it's called, yes. Oh, yes, of course. A lot of them wonder that if the Earth is indeed flying through space faster than the bullet, which apparently we are, I didn't know that, how do we not feel it? And how do we not feel the Earth rotating? Why can't we feel anything? We're flying through space right now, Michelle. Why can't we feel what? it? But isn't it gravity again? Yes, Michelle. Oh, and by the way, the dinosaurs are made up. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. So some think that while the Earth is flat, the moon and sun are spheres, but they also believe that there might be an invisible anti-moon that obscures the moon, and that explains explains away lunar eclipses. So... There was a This Morning segment, This Morning with Phil and Holly. We love that show. They had a guest on called Martin Kenny. I didn't see it, unfortunately. But he argued that no one could have walked on the moon, Michelle. And here's one for your bag of, of arguments. Because it's made of light. Oh, God, I did see that. It was ridiculous. What a silly idea. <laughs> it's as plausible as it's made of cheese. You know? <laughs> In the past, he says, you saw the moon landings and there was no way to check any of it. Now, so you'll like this. Now, in the age of technology, a lot of young people are now investigating for themselves, Michelle. Young people like you. Michelle Margarita. <laughs> There's a lot of YouTube videos out there as well. There are loads, loads of YouTube videos. And they're pointing to things like moon. shadows. Yep, shadows on in pictures of the moon. And the argument is that the moon is transparent, just a light. Some suggest that it's even a projection. <laughs> it's a hologram. Can I explain to you how day and night, the Earth's day and night cycle occurs within a flat Earth? Okay. Yeah. The spherical sun and moon, which measure 32 miles, that's 51 kilometers to put it in perspective for you. They move in circles 3,000 miles, that's 4,828 kilometers above the plane of the Earth. That's on the plane theory, which is the Earth is a flat plane. Stars move in a plane of 3,100 miles up. I'm not doing the kilometers for that. They are like spotlights that illuminate different portions of the planet over a 24-hour cycle. But Michelle, what of the seasons? I couldn't find any any answers to why the seasons are well, different. Well, they just brush on over one that, half right? Of the, yeah. 
There's some celebrities that believe in flat earth. Who? Well, we've got a lot of American athletes that we don't know of. And there's a guy called Bobby Ray Simmons Jr., known as B.O.B., who in 2016 released a track called Flatline. And he disses astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is also, along with NASA, a massive uh, enemy of the flat earthers. He, Neil deGrasse Tyson, in case you don't know who he is, he's a science communicator and a known American astrophysicist. And the rapper says, no matter how high in elevation you are, the horizon is always eye level. Sorry, cadets. I didn't want to believe it either. Then there's Shaquille O'Neal, apparently Freddie Flintoff, but I couldn't see any actual quotes of him saying that. I think he was just pondering. He was wondering okay. a few things. He was up in a helicopter and thought, oh, hang on a second. <laughs> and also Millie Bobby Brown, which is the little girl 11 in Stranger Things. Oh, She's really into it, yeah. apparently. So the majority of flat earthers tend to believe in other conspiracy, Michelle, like 9-11, truthers, anti-vaxxers, chemtrails, holocaust deniers, Sandy Hook conspiracists. I hadn't heard that one. That's about gun control. They, they believe the Sandy Hook massacre took place because the government planned it in order to have stricter gun control laws in the United States. Now, that's horrific, a horrific thought that anyone should yeah, come up is. with that to explain that awful occurrence. But that's also, you know, the 9-11 as well. People yeah. died so they could People get died. Saddam Hussein. Uh, Who knows? Who does know? <laughs> So flat earth conferences are the place to discuss all these conspiracies because the ultimate question is, Michelle, this is why, you know, I asked you at the beginning of this conversation, how often do you think about the earth's shape? Not often at all because you just accept what you're being told. But there are people who don't because they believe that we're being lied to very much like your quotes that you said a few weeks ago after watching Don't Look Up. They're lying to us. Mm. Someone is hiding the true shape of the planet from us. Why? Why? There is no reason because it's round. (laughs) Well, listen, here's some questions. I've got some questions. There'd be no difference in the hemisphere. So the stars would be the same for everyone. So there'd be no Southern Cross. And would Australia Mm -hmm. still be down under? That's my question to flat earthers. No. It wouldn't be down under. Okay. We'd be across them to the side. Ask them. Also, can you ask them that due to a lack of something called the Earth's core oils, Hang on. The Earth's coils Whoa. force. There's a there's an Earth core coil, I think. I don't know. I've I've misspelt it. Now I don't know what it is. We'll have to ask Neil. Because of the polar difference between the North and South Pole in a sphere, we get a lot of hurricanes, typhoons, cyclones. But on a flat Earth, those things would be a thing of the past. And that's explained away in science. Okay. With no gravity, the Earth couldn't hold on to the atmosphere and water would bubble away into space. These are all things that I discovered if the Earth was flat. But what is interesting, Michelle, is that the interest in the boom of the flat Earth conversation, it started up again in 2015 to 2017, which is around the time, if you remember, that Brexit, Trump and lots of other conspiracies took hold. And I believe that that Mm. might just be a reaction to the state of the world, the internet and um, people feeling out of control and not having any control over their own lives. And that's when people start to look deeper. And they want to have control over what they believe. Exactly, exactly. So there were a lot of scientists and psychologists in this TV program that I watched, Behind the Curve, and they were perplexed, obviously, like you and I are, about how people can believe that the earth is flat. But 
they did give them credit for their questioning minds. In fact, at the end, there was a conference going on at the same time as the Flat Earth conference that they filmed. And this one amazing scientist got up and said, we need to credit these people. They are scientists in the making because they're questioning. That's what a scientist is. It's a questioning mind. But then you go about trying to prove it. So you have your hypothesis, but then you have to prove it. And actually, there's a whole load of other scientists that then demand that you prove it. And what about X, Y, Z? And what about this? And what about that? So it's peer reviewed and it's checked and checked and checked again before it's finally released to us as a fact, as a point of Well, that's the thing, truth. isn't it? You know, you can have your theories, but if you can't back them up, they're just, it's just talk. Exactly. That's all it is. And yeah. that's, that's what But they do is. need to back them up. So with that said, he, he then went on to say, we shouldn't slam them. We shouldn't laugh at them. That just pushes these people Whoops. away and isolates them even further. So then they just need more of that confirmation bias and the echo chambers that they're within. You know, they'll only talk to fellow flat earthers and their, their arguments will be difficult to, to understand to those of us who don't believe. Uh, when he was questioned, Mark Sargent, the guy that I was talking about before mm. from the documentary, he admitted that there were no scientists or teachers as members of the society. But that was because once you reach a certain level of education, you are bound to toe the line, the party right. line. So that's more conspiracy, conspiracy, questioning, questioning, not trusting. Oh, I'd hate to live like that. So these scientists were also really impressed, Michelle, by the amount and the and the quality of some experiments that the flat earthers in this in this documentary performed in which to prove that the earth was flat so there's a couple of guys from the society absolutely intent on doing these experiments they did one experiment really well thought out when it was passed along to the scientists they heard it they're like oh yeah okay yep i'm not going to explain any of them because I didn't understand, but when I watched it, I, I got it. But I don't have a scientific mind. So anyway, these scientists said, that's amazing. Well done. You know, those guys are, are brilliant. They came up with one experiment. They did it. Sadly, it didn't work. It proved that the earth was curved. Never mind. Do it again. Do a different one. They came up with, an, they came up with about four or five, Michelle. And each time they were proven to be wrong. The earth is curved. They never gave up, though, their beliefs. They never sat down, put their head in their hands and said, oh, no, we're wrong. They just thought, OK, we've just got to keep finding another way to find to, to prove it. They, they were so strengthened by their belief. There's a thing called the Dunning-Kruger effect. You're going to like this. You're going to want to use this in future. It's a psychological <laughs> finding of co a cognitive bias, which we discussed before, which is about finding things to support your argument right yeah no, no matter what no matter how what is it, it diane kruger dunning kruger the dunning kruger D effect dunning -Kruger. yeah okay it's the definition of how people without knowledge or expertise have a false confidence that they are in fact very knowledgeable and that they have a tendency to assume all there is to know they just think they know That's everything basically me and my whole life <sighs> anyway <laughs> And that, my friend, is all that I have for you on the Flat Earth Movement. Smashed it. We smashed it. We smashed it. Smashed it out of the park. Smashed it. Well, thank you. I mean, I'm just shaking my head because it's, it's quite ridiculous. But Are you not convinced? 
in the next no, but in the next breath I'm going to talk to you about why <laughs> why the moon landing could be faked. So Okay, let's know, I'm dying maybe to Maybe I'm know as ridiculous, why. maybe I'm as ridiculous as these flat earthers. I am really keen to hear your views and I'm not going to laugh at you Michelle or slam you because I want to know what you think. No, please. I mean, please do laugh at me. Yeah, always. But you know, I do I do joke about not believing in the moon landing and and look maybe it happened maybe it's a deep fake and when I say it out loud it does sound ridiculous because if I ever mentioned to anybody about did they actually land on the moon in 1969 the first thing people say is how could it be fake like it's impossible for 400,000 plus people yeah. who worked on the whole moon landing to be in on a joke and for they more never than 50 years. no one whistle blew no one from there no and blew. i get it yeah. i get it but what if those people thought they were working on the real thing right so to them they weren't in on a joke but they were working on an actual moon landing so their experience was real and their input was real it's just that what they thought happened didn't really happen so they're in, being tricked as well yeah yeah. So, look, yes, the Americans launched the Apollo lunar module, right? And yeah. yes, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin trained to be astronauts. And yes, they got into the Apollo 11th on July 1969. But what if Apollo 11 was launched unmanned into space while the astronauts themselves were, unbeknownst to them, actually in a fake lunar module located on a soundstage, but they believed they were part of the real thing. I don't know. It's just a theory, right? Okay. Yeah. Hang on. Because Neil Armstrong said that walking on the moon was particularly easy. Now, they did walk on the moon. They felt that feeling of no gravity. They had to have the moon boots that stuck to the uh, to the surface. But what if it was a soundstage with, uh, with but no how gravity? Do you, how do you do that? Well, you can go into stage. those antique... You can go to anti-gravity chambers. I mean, you okay. Know, my my friend's sister just did that for her birthday. You know. Okay, so he said that was easy, right? Walking on the moon, but mm-hmm. what was hard was landing. He found that okay. particularly difficult. Well, I'm going to get to some landing theories, but you know, stepping back a little bit, why have there only ever been twelve men to walk on the moon? I don't know why I just said moon. Moon. <laughs> Probably because they ran moon. out of money or they just decided to, uh, to well, if you look at the time, the timeline, what are we looking at here? The 60s? So they were all Americans and they yeah. all walked on the moon between 1969 and 1972 yeah. when America was desperate to prove to the Russians win the space race. that they yeah. were going to win the space race, yeah. right? And look, this, the Russians scared the shit out of the Americans in 1957 when they launched Sputnik. Yeah. Sputnik 1 into space, proving that they had the capability not only to launch a satellite into space, but also potentially have the power, therefore, to nuke America, right? So that's when America freaked out and decided they were going to win. They were going to be the first to put a man on the moon and they were going to do it fast and a year later, in 1958, President Eisenhower created NASA. Didn't exist before then. Right. And, and the thing is, though, they weren't quick enough because in 1961, 
the Russians were ahead of the game. And Yuri Gagarin became the first human in space mm. and the first person to orbit the Earth, right? Yeah. A month later, on May 5th, the Americans put Alan Shepard into space. But who the fuck remembers Alan Shepard? Because, you know, the Russians well, did he it was, first. He was eclipsed as well by, by Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, who were the first men on the moon. Well, that hadn't happened yet. Can I just raise... Yeah, because... Well, th- no one remembers Alan now, but at the time he would have been big news. Yes, but history doesn't care about who came second. The Russians came first. History doesn't care about him now either because then they no. won the, the space race. They got two men up on that moon and then more afterwards. But let me just say to you one other if thing, If you Michelle. believe that they did. Well, I do. <laughs> yeah. Let me just say to you that, uh, okay, so if Russia was able to do all these things quickly and efficiently... And without any, as far as we know, mishaps, and then America followed suit, which country has the most money out of the two? But who had the most money at the time? Well, America, 100%. They were in the grips well, of communist uh, Russia. Well, how, yeah, but that's because the government was, like, chewing all the money. I think the government had cash. It's just the people were poor. But I don't know for sure. Well, I, I don't, don't know, know for sure. I, I wasn't on the gulag. We're not politicians. <laughs> no. <laughs> you weren't on the gulag. I was no. I don't have a clue what I'm talking about. But I would like to say that anything that Russia can do, I doubt that there's no reason why America couldn't do it as well, if not bigger and better. Well, that's what the Americans thought. And when, you know, Eisenhower was gone, Kennedy was in power, he wanted to just smack down the Russians once and for all. So he, hmm. in 1961, after Alan Shepard had, you know, done his non-memorable thing, he had a mandate, we're going to put a man on the moon and have him return safely to Earth. Uh-huh. And that's what they put all their time and effort into over the next eight years. They got super busy. They built the Apollo lunar modules. Sadly, Apollo 1 caught fire and three mm. men died. I don't know why mm. I said that with a laugh in my voice because it's not oh, funny. Oh, Michelle! But <laughs> it's horrible. I know it's horrible. <laughs> and, well, there was always um, bound to be accidents. You know, you would have known you were taking your life into your hand on any of these missions. No. But the thing is, like I said, the Russians were busy, busy, busy bees. And on July 13th... They had women up there and all sorts. Women and dogs, all sorts of things. Yeah, they did. Laika was up there. They had the first woman in space. They were ahead of the game. Yeah. Oh, they were very woke. (laughs) So on July 13, three days before the launch of Apollo 11, Russia launched Luna 15. It was a robot manned spacecraft that actually reached lunar orbit before Apollo 11. But during its descent, there was a malfunction and Luna Uh 15 crashed into a moon lake called Mare Crisium about two hours before Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin took off from the moon's surface to go home. Yeah. Also, it's reported. But basically, the rivalry between America and Russia was fucking fierce. And once Apollo 11 returned safely to Earth, it didn't take long for the conspiracy theories to start. And may I just say, the conspiracy theories were not from Russia or China or anyone else. But Americans. They love a conspiracy. <laughs> yes, but against themselves, you know? Yeah. Like if the Americans started a conspiracy theory against Russia, I'd kind of get it. Or the Russians against America. But it's kind of like, hmm. I've just told okay. you. I've just told you about how one in six Americans, uh, 1% of Americans think that the earth is flat. 
They love to believe crazy stuff, things that we think is crazy. 20%. 20% believe that America, 20% of Americans believe that American did not land on the moon. Because again, they believe that there is a huge lie. The government's lying to us. That's why. Well, but this is all on the back of Watergate, right? So that happened in 1972. Yeah, that wasn't really a good representation for their political system. No, because Kennedy was assassinated. Nixon was president. Mm. He was a Republican. He basically sent thieves to hack into the Democrat yeah. National Committee I'd, headquarters, I'd steal the documents. Iffy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he I'd denied be thinking, it. Hang on. Yeah. But he was busted. So, yeah. you know, the American public lost faith in government and realized. And with good reason. Yeah. So, but they realized they could be and were lied to. And they had no idea they were being lied to. And that fed into the idea of, well, if our president can lie to us about Watergate, why can't the moon landing be fake? And look, winding back to the idea that it was Americans who first started the moon hoax conspiracies, the first conspiracy theory came from a guy called Bill Casing. And he had sort of worked on the US space program because between 1956 and 63, he was an employee of Rocketdyne, which was a company that helped to design Saturn V rocket engines. So he kind of has some credibility when it comes to understanding that basically the, the world did not have the technology back in 1969 to put a man on the moon and have him come back alive. Mm. Especially as, I don't know if you've ever seen pictures, it looks like it's basically made of fucking tinfoil. Not a joke. Yeah, like, it is. It is. And how? How is a man not going to perish when he's basically wrapped in some alka foil? Like, it's kind of ridiculous. But that's but, not the thing that got them in into space and to orbit the moon. That was something that was to help them Yeah, land. that was that yeah. was like... They didn't go the, all the, the way bit. wrapped in baker foil. No. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that are kind of mentioned like come on guys like how'd that even fucking survive i mean i you know you wrap you wrap a chicken and it rips you know it's gonna rip well, it's in probably space. not the same it's no. probably not kitchen grade foil i'd say <laughs> maybe <laughs> not Michelle. oh but in 1976 bill casing he published his pamphlet self-published mind you uh, yes um, a pamphlet called we never went to the moon America's $30 billion swindle. And he put like his ideas and theories out there and backed it up with some, I think, some shit photocopies and some crap images, <laughs> you know, from when he was working indirectly for, you know, the for NASA, I guess. And, and look, I think people just really latched onto it because it tapped into this idea that maybe had lain dormant in people's minds, you know, was this real? How did we suddenly beat Russia, you know, when they had everything going for them? I found this great article when I was duck, duck going from The Guardian a few years back where they did a YouGov poll that found mm. that one in six British people agreed with the statement the moon landings were staged. And 4% believed the hoax theory was definitely true, 12% that it was probably true, and a further 9% registering as don't know. Mm-hmm. So, and, and moon hoaxism was really strong between the 24 to 35-year-olds. Um, so, you know, like young people are really questioning these things that maybe, you know, people of older generations just just 
took as as a given. So I'm just just saying that. And like I said before, there was a Fox News poll that said 20% of Americans believe the US never landed on the moon. Another point I want to raise is why in almost 50 years since 1972, why have we as humans and not just Americans or Russians or Chinese or whoever, why have we never had another human walk on the moon? But we have. We haven't. We had 12 men. Since 1972. Why has nobody since 1972 walked on that moon? Not Elon Musk. Well, Musk is probably on his way. Let's let's think about that. He might be going up there soon. He's going to go around space on a space trip, isn't well, he? They're all they're all up there, you know. Branson and and Elon, they're all there's nothing all there. Got their fingers in those and, pies, but but and they've brought back why? all the minerals and things. And it's probably they've re- they've they've looked at the minerals. They've got like three hundred and eighty-two kilos of moon rock that's been collected across six missions. Apparently, they know that it's it's useless, so they're not bothering. Well, if it was any good, China would have gone. Well, it's just an idea. Like, why in 50 years has no one else been up there when they're sending everything else out into space, including our rubbish? I want to get into some nitty-gritty of why people okay. think the moon landing might be faked. Is it something to do with Stanley Kubrick? Oh, no, that's that's an idea that he was basically brought on to create 2001 A Space Odyssey, which... 2001, my God, that was so long ago. And <laughs> look where we are. Yeah, but anyway, exactly. that, that was all, you know, as a precursor to, 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 to faking it. But Okay. But 2001 wasn't really, I mean, it was a good film, but when it comes to special effects, mm. wasn't that great? Well, neither were the pictures from the moon. Let's talk about the American flag. So what is going on with that? And you probably have heard this theory. Yeah. So when the so when the yeah exactly it's all about the flag waving. So when the moon landing was first shown on live on telly in '69, they saw the American flag waving in the breeze as as Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin planted it right, and the photos seem to back this up. But we all know there's no air in moon's atmosphere, which means no wind. Which means why the fuck was the flag flying in the breeze? So NASA has come back on this and reckons the flag was stored in a thin tube and the rippled effect was caused by it being unfurled Mm. before being planted. And they've also come up with another idea that uh, the ripples were caused by the astronaut shaking the the pole of the flag. Mm. But why was it rippling on the TV footage when they were nowhere near it? I don't know. I don't know. Just putting it out there. I haven't there. seen it. I haven't seen that for a long time, so I can't recall. Number two. Yeah. Where is the blast crater from when the yeah. lunar module crashed onto the moon's surface? And you just you talked before about how Buzz Aldrin, was it, or Neil Armstrong, one of them, had said it was really hard to land. So where's mm. where's the crash site? It's like... Nothing except lunar dust, like someone just yeah. gently placed Apollo 11 daintily on the moon. Mm-hmm. And again, NASA have come back on this one saying that the module required significantly less thrust in the low gravity conditions yeah. um, than it would have required on Earth because the surface of the moon is solid rock and there wouldn't be a blast crater like how when an aeroplane lands, it doesn't leave a crater. Mm. So I don't know, maybe... 
But I we want don't know enough. Elon. We're not astrophysicists. No, so. I'm not. No, but yeah. I want Elon to go and and walk on the moon and clear some of this shit up because we've got questions. Yeah, let him go. Let Number him go. three, let him go. Number three, shadows. Yeah. So this one's been around for a while and it focuses on the shadows that can be seen in photographs and mm. in the live footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the theory goes that on the moon, there's only one really strong source of light and the sun. that's the sun. Yeah. So all the shadows should run parallel to one another. But in the vids and in the photos, the, f- the shadows are all every fucking which way. So this suggests to many that the photos are faked and the vids are faked. NASA says the uneven landscape is causing the strange shadows because they admit the shadows are strange. NASA mm. says, yeah, Don't you're no right. Answer. Yeah. Well, they're saying, oh, it's the uneven landscape. So I'm kind of calling bullshit on that. Okay. Then number four, there's this thing called the Van Allen radiation belt. So to get to the moon, astronauts have to go through this Van Allen radiation belt, which is a zone of particles that are charged, right? So the Apollo missions to the moon were the first time humans had gone through this belt. And moon hoaxes reckon that the levels of radiation in the Van Allen radiation belt would have basically, like we just said before, cooked those astronauts like a freaking turkey at Christmas, you know. There's, they weren't coming back from that, especially when you look at the construction of, of the Apollo. Mm. But um, NASA have come back on this, saying that the short amount of time it took the astronauts to go through the belt meant they only received very small doses of radiation. But the thing is, it doesn't matter if you're, you're, you go through it fast or not, it's... <laughs> I think they would have been they would have been cooked. They just would have been like cooked gooses. But yeah, this is this is indeed if they actually went through the belt at all. So exactly. Well, I, I would shout that Dunning Kruger effect here, Michelle. We don't know enough about mm. astrophysicist information for us to be able to answer those questions. Really, just yeah. throwing it out there. Inquiring minds. Another thing they they all point to is. In the pictures and in the videos, where are the stars? How come there are no stars to be seen anywhere? And when you look at the footage and the pictures, really, there are literally no stars anywhere. I know that. How is that even possible? And and space is full of stars. What does NASA say? So NASA says... Is it something to do with being on the dark side or the light side? No, worse. NASA says... Basically, it's down to the shit quality of the videos and the photos. Uh, that's why it's washed. It's washed out. They blame like developing yeah. and whatever, but they they are okay. like, yeah, you know, oh, it's just the equipment at the time. But I kind of smell bullshit on you. Smell it? No, I call bullshit on on that excuse too because. You, do you remember when digital cameras first came out? Even the shittest ones, you could yeah. point up and you'd see freaking stars. And I know. Can I say something? Yes. So I, I have a, I had an experience when I was in Australia last time. You were there. You weren't with me at the time. I was hanging out the washing in my parents' garden. It was the most. It was summer, and it was the most stunning sunset. And I had to look at it. And when I did, and I had my phone in my pocket. I also noticed a little 
light hovering in the sky above me. And it was like dusk. So it's just just getting dark. I watched it for a while. Then I thought, fuck you. That's a fucking drone. And it was looking at me. And I thought, what the hell is going on here? I was beside yeah. myself. And I tried to take a picture of it. Instead, I got a really nice picture of a sunset with no drone in it. How come that happens? And when you take pictures on your digital camera of the sky, of the moon, you don't get stars and you don't get beautiful moons the way that you see it in your eye, with your eye. No. Try it. No, you don't. But we don't know what it's like to take a picture supposedly from the moon. I don't know. I'm just no. We don't, but we do know what it's like to take a picture of the, from the Earth of a st- of the stars in the sky, and they don't come out unless you've got a really slow shutter speed. Well, not on an iPhone. Well, surely anyway. you would have thought they would have thought of that. Well, maybe they let it slip. All right. Well, they're all very valid questions to ask. That's for sure. Well, then there's number six, which is why the hell is there a letter C on one of the moon rocks? So there's this picture of a moon rock and it's one of the most famous photos from the moon landings where you can see this letter C on a rock. And it's not like, ooh, is that is that like a scraggly C? It's a letter C. Like there's no confusing it. NASA apparently has come back on this too and they have given conflicting excuses over the years saying, again, they put it down to the photographic development so they're saying the person who developed the photos maybe they did it as a practical joke put a put a c on it that's a bit a bit of a stupid answer yeah maybe it's a stray hair that was accidentally on the picture when it was old school being developed no it's a yeah, no it's maybe. not it's a c no. i don't know i haven't so seen i it. don't know that's dodgy and then and you know we talked about kubrick being you know the sound stage whatever so Look, I I don't know. And I'm not saying I really, really believe that it's a hoax. But my mind is open to the idea that America never went there. It's, it could be, it might not be. I don't know. But you must, you must admit that they got close. If they didn't land, they at least orbited, right? You have well, to admit I, that. I believe that could have been possible because the Russians had already done it. With ma- uh, manned, manned orbiting. Maybe. Because Russia had manned space missions as well, orbiting the moon, right? Yeah, but... If they could do it, why couldn't the Americans? Yeah, yeah, that's true. They probably had the technology at the time. I think when someone, and like I say, Russia, China, who knows, America again, but hopefully not, whoever goes up there next and whoever sets foot on the moon, I think a lot of questions will be answered and maybe it will be here's the dodgy flag americans really were here first there it is or maybe not i don't know i'm just putting it out there well it depends where they land they'll probably work that all out i mean again i'm no astrophysicist but i would like to say michelle i hope they don't ever go again i hope they leave that moon the fuck alone because why would they want to go there Apart from to prove you wrong or others like you. <laughs> to prove Michelle Margarita wrong. This is all for her. I don't want them to fuck with it. No. Don't fuck with the moon. Leave it as it is. If they start drilling holes in it, mm. if they start mining it, what reason would they want to go there for? Apart from to gain something financially. Mm. The race has been won. That's been put to bed. That's why they don't keep sending people up there. 
the point's been proven, not in your mind, but in everybody else's who <laughs> believes it. They, you know, and also the most important people, the Russians and the Americans, their space races yeah. have been put to bed. Mm. There's no need. It's been done. Mm. So thank God for that because we don't want more people going up there and fucking with that moon. God knows what would happen if they started fracking the moon. I know, I know. And that's the thing. Like we just need to learn to leave well alone Except where we are, Leave it just, alone. just enjoy yeah. the earth we have while we still freaking have it because who knows? Exactly. Whether it's flat, curved or otherwise. Well, how, because how long? How long is it going to be around for, uh, for us to enjoy with climate change? And now it's turning into doom and yep. gloom. But yeah. So there it is. Yeah. Well, that was great, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you for laying that out flat for us. Flat earth for you. Like I said, I, I kind of think it could be faked. I'm... I'm not really saying one way or another. I guess I'm in the don't know category. Okay. It's a possible. I think it's possible. You like to look at it definitely as a a glass half empty rather than a glass half full. And also I like. On this occasion. Yeah. And I also like to be devil's advocate. That's also fun too. Fair enough. Someone's got to do it, Mish. Someone's (laughs) got to do it. (laughs) Oh, well, well, thank you for that. That was incredible. I really enjoyed researching that, even though it only took a little bit of time. And I loved hearing all of your stories and reasonings about it and now we finally know what michelle thinks oh or do i (laughs) anyway (laughs) or does she and thanks for all the flat earth stuff i mean it's quite mental oh well thanks for the chit chat always good to see your lovely face thank you michelle well this is the time for us now to say whatever you do wherever you are just please for god's sake just keep (laughs) eavesdropping eavesdropping Eavesdropping, 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 e